Hey there, this is Nicole Crone. I'm a big lover of mindset, energy, especially the energetics of business, entrepreneurship, women changing their money stories, and elevating their wealth consciousness. I'm a small town girl who thought she wanted to be a teacher, did that for a few years, and realized I wanted and I could have so much more. I co-created My Line Purpose with my biz bestie Kayla, and together we have supported hundreds and hundreds of women to raise their money ceiling, earn more, exit their nine to fives, become confident queens, build businesses they love, and along the way, we've made incredible friendships within our community. In our 12-month Platinum Experience program, we teach the formula to build a six or multiple six-figure business that you actually enjoy working in. Since we've both been in the nine to five world, we know how scary the leap can be. And we're here to link arms with you and show you what's possible and how it's done. Whether it's money, marketing, hiring and firing, sales, community, and mindset, these are topics we'll cover. The entrepreneurial seasons are gonna have their ups and downs and you don't have to go at it alone. Think of these episodes as a glance into what we do inside of these programs. I love to share our wins, celebrations, insights, ahas, what I would do's, and so much more. My goal with this podcast is to support those of you who are seeking something else in your career. Those of you who have gotten on the roller coaster I call entrepreneurship, and those of you who just love to hear what it's like to be inside of our world. I'm here to encourage you, inspire you, and to offer my truth and wisdom. This is going to come through with my East Coast accent mixed with my global business mind. Thanks for being here and don't be a stranger. Come say hi over on Instagram or in our email inbox and let us know what you needed to hear today or what you'd love to have on the show. Now let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode on My Line Purpose, the podcast. I am your host, Nicole Crone, and I am so excited to bring back a previous guest. And my personal observation of this guest is that they have done some growing and changing and evolving from the last time that we had a conversation, which was about two years ago. So I'm really looking forward to hearing today from Janine McKinnon and for everyone to be able to hear from Janine, hear what she's up to, the really cool work that you've been diving into. And, you know, previously, Janine, you were going under the name Unapologetic Motherhood. And what I still see in your like new brand and the way that you've been showing up the last little while is you're still very unapologetic. And I think that's what's magnetic about you. And so I'm really excited for everybody to be able to hear from you today. So why don't you come on, share with us, where are you calling in from? The first thing I would love to hear is what are you grateful for today? Okay, well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be having this conversation with you. I am calling in from Souk, BC, so just outside of Victoria and Langford. I love my small town living and just things being a little bit slower, a little bit closer to nature, Mm -hmm. a little bit more free living with our backyard fires and things like that. Yeah. And I am grateful for so many things. I'm grateful for having this conversation with you, for having the support of my mother-in-law who is taking after the kids right now as I'm having this conversation with you and just really grateful for the community that I have and the support. I had a really great coaching session last night and being able to connect with you and everyone else. It's pretty incredible. Mm, I love that. Okay. So why don't we just dive right into it? Janine, why don't you tell us 
What is, you know, here at My Aligned Purpose, we love to support and encourage women to figure out what their purpose is and then know how they're in alignment with that purpose so that they know when they're out of alignment, how to get back in. What are you really passionate about, attracted to, magnetized to these days that you're also incorporating into your work? Hmm. So I'm really passionate about helping women strip away societal conditioning, embrace their inner power and create a life they truly love. Mm -hmm. And so we have a lot of alignment amongst ourselves with that. I just, I've seen with myself and so many moms I've talked to as a community leader in the conversations we had is how there's this constant cycle of kind of burnout and exhaustion and like, yes, things are going good in life, but there's something kind of missing. There's something that's like not quite there and they're feeling kind of tired and run down and not their best. And I think there's a lot of different layers to that, but it kind of starts with the conditioning we've had from even before we're born. Oftentimes, um, different parents will be like, oh, I, I hope we have a girl so she can help take care of her siblings. Right. And that, Right. And then throughout childhood, it's, oh, be a good girl, keep quiet, don't make waves, don't be too much, do good for others, even if it makes you uncomfortable. You want to be attractive, fit in this mold, but don't be too much, don't be a slut, but don't be prude either. And then as it goes into motherhood, it becomes the family first. Mm-hmm. The family is always first. You give, you give, you give, even while you're feeling depleted. And it kind of has women and moms falling into that spot where, yes, they have the family, they have the relationship, the place, whatever it is. Maybe they'd be ticking off those kind of life goal checklists, but something's not quite there. And it's because a lot of the times they've been living their life for others and not truly being aligned with themselves. So this is a journey I've gone through and I've helped other moms go through and it's just really stripping away all of that and being able to tune into ourselves. So rather than numbing out through like weed, wine or scrolling, which is like so common to really slow down, tune into ourselves, Mm. know what's true for us, what, how we want to live, how we want to be in our life, how we nourish ourselves, not just by consuming or again, that numbing out, but what's truly nourishing for us. And then taking those aligned steps to really live a life that they fucking love, have that awesome relationship, have that great sex, be who you are and not care about what other people are thinking. And so that's what really lights me up. (laughs) Yeah. Cause everybody's going to have their judgments anyway. So like let people have their judgments, go live your life. I'm curious to know, like, I always like to just go deep fast is from, because I love when women especially show up and present their work to the world and they come at it from a place of like, you know, not needing to feel like, yeah, you can have degrees and accolades and trainings and all that stuff, but I personally am most attracted to women that present their work from a place of lived experience. Like, yeah, nobody can teach this better than me because this is my lived experience. And so I'm so curious to know, as you came into this, like unearthing and understanding probably in adulthood, what did you realize was one of your societal programs or something that your parents or your family or friends or teachers or whatever had like 
put onto your identity that you didn't even realize was like a story you were telling yourself or a way you were acting or behaving that like actually didn't feel true to you, that you had to do the work to say, I don't need to identify that way. That's not who I am. This, I don't need to be her. What was that for you? That is a great question. There's so many different ones, but one that's really reaching out that I'm sure some listeners will be able to identify is kind of that boss babe culture, that hustle hard culture. And so I was programmed like work hard. That's how you're rewarded. You have accomplishments, you get straight A's, get those achievements, those Mm -hmm. trophies, that business, and that's how you're valued. And that's how you're seen and that's how you're good and people like you. And I really got sucked right into that with constant cycles of burnout, constantly chasing that next thing Mm -hmm. and pushing so hard. And yes, I am someone who has big dreams and big goals and wants this big life, but the hustle side of it, the like work so hard, long hours, that's the piece that doesn't identify with me. And so it was really hard to kind of dismantle that and be able to pull those two parts apart that yes, I do identify with the big dreams, the big goals, but that like hustle culture way of getting there just does not flow with me. And I'm not down for that anymore. (laughs) Mm. Is there a pivotal, I relate to that as well. That is definitely one of my top, like, I guess, old hats or old identities that I wore proudly of like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to go work my four jobs today. See you never. It's like, I have all the energy to do that. I'm 26 and I'm ready to go. And I'm wondering if you have like a moment or a sequence of moments that really start to make you realize like, this is not the vibe, like hustling is not it. And what was that for you? Yeah, I'd say kind of a really big turning point for me would have been about, I got to look at the calendar here, about just over a year ago now. So I had launched Unapologetic Motherhood, really did this big push for this community. Some of the ideas weren't necessarily my own. That was a part of my learning process was being able to tune into myself and see what's true for me. And I have a habit of like jumping on these ideas and getting excited and running with it without checking in first. And so that was a part of this process. And I was hustling really hard. I did have these big ideas and was pushing so hard. I would keep burning out and something just wasn't working. And it took me to a point where I'm like, hey, at this point with how hard I've been working with the investments I've done, I've been doing these smart moves, but it's just not clicking how it should. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a few weeks of like a bit of depression, journaling my freaking heart out, like pages after pages after pages of journaling through all of this stuff. And then just accepting that this isn't for me, that I'm closing down that particular chapter. And it brought me to what I'm doing now. And I saw this email from Layla Martin, which is the coaching school I'm in right now. I'm halfway through the program. And it was just so aligned, like in that time, seeing that email for the program, it didn't quite work at that time. I felt it was too soon. 
then another email like a month or so for this other kind of intake period and that there was a big turning point where I kind of had a bit of a no pop up for it and I I clearly remember it's like okay I could give into this accept this no but I'm like no this is what I want to fight for this is how I want to shift and where I want to go and I'm going to make it happen in a way that's right for me mm. It's so beautiful because it's like the when you say that you were journaling and journaling, journaling and pouring your heart out and then making the decision to park it, pause it, whatever you want to call it, you know, I believe that that comes from a place of like recognizing it's not an alignment. It's mm-hmm. not that, you know, you're not good or the work isn't good. It's like you and the work that, like you said, it wasn't all your ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when something is, all you and lighting you up, it will be in alignment. And it sounds like getting that second email was just a obvious, like this is aligned. This is the path. I'm so curious to know, what are you in human design? I am a manifesting generator. Mm, Okay. Okay. Amazing. So the ability to manifest quick, also manifesting generators can burn out really fast. Mm Mm-hmm right? They can burn out because they, you're, I'm a generator, but generators and manifesting generators, it's almost like we're like the energizer bunny. Unless we force or schedule in rest, we'll just go until we hit that wall. So it's like knowing that about ourselves of like, okay, I literally am going to go till I crash. So why don't I just schedule some rest to prevent that? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So I'm curious to know, Layla Martin sends this email out. You're like, this is it. I want to go and do this coach training. You're halfway through it. What it's not just any coach training, right? And coach training is all different. Like I did leadership coach training. Kayla did executive coach training. There's life coach training. There's relationships coach training. What are, what's the work you're diving into in this particular coach training that you're so excited to share with all of the people you'll attract afterwards? Yeah, so in simple terms, it's sex, love, and relationship training, but it is so much more than that, and what I love about this program and this teaching is that it takes the modern science of neurobiology, attachment therapy, coaching principles, and marries it with the ancient teachings of Tantra and the Tao Mm -hmm. to really create this very holistic way of transformation. I find a lot of different modalities are very like top down with talking through things Mm. and this particular approach uses things that go through a lot of different layers or even do bottom up so there's a lot of somatics to it there's a lot of going through the five senses I'm doing about three practices a week of different meditations and different embodiment practices pleasure practices and different things like that and just in the way I personally have seen my shifts in the last six plus months with doing the practices alone has been huge for my personal life and the different relationships I'm having and then learning these particular modalities in a coaching way which is what I've been getting into over the last month or two and doing my practicum it's truly incredible to see the big shifts that can happen from truly tuning inwards and meeting those different struggles or shadow parts with love and acceptance and listening to them it really comes so much into tuning into ourselves. We have the wisdom within us. We don't need to go to other places for all these answers. 
Oh, it's so true. It's the awareness of like intuition of a yes or a no of a, what feels good? What doesn't feel good? I'm curious for those who are listening that are like their ears are perked and they're like, okay, cool. I heard her say some terms that maybe are new to me or I'm not so familiar with. So when you say neurobiology or Tantra or Tao, are you able to dive a bit deeper into like practicality? So you go and you work with a client and what does it work look like to work with them and say like, okay, we're going to use these, these principles or these tools or uh, these teachings to take them where they want to go? Sure. So a lot of our reactions come from kind of what's ingrained in us. It's not necessarily the way we think we want to be, which is more like prefrontal cortex, but it's more from our primal brain where we have these things embedded in ourselves. Again, that kind of plays into the stories throughout society and perhaps we're raised a certain way. And so we've learned these habits that say in realms of wanting to work on things could be a reactiveness, perhaps in the form of a relationship. Maybe someone finds it really reactive to their partner in certain situations, but they know they don't want to be that way, but they can't help but have it come out when these things happen. And so that's kind of the neurobiology of it is understanding the different places or the different way our brain reacts in these situations and how those components work together. And then the way of bringing Tantra and the Tao into it is creating these spaces to really tune in to the client, allow them to tune into themselves through support in a safe container, and really explore these on a deeper level. Because often, these things haven't been explored. It's just something we've learned, we've adapted, we're not necessarily aware of their presence. And so in being able to go through rather than writing things out, because again, that's more prefrontal cortex, we can think our way through things and know we want to do stuff. But when push comes to shove, it's super stressful, that more primal brain activity comes out. And so through taking a more Tantra or the Tao approach, so these are ancient teachings, primarily from India or China, that really go into a deep level. And so it's finding if there's say, thinking about the situation with our partner where we're reactive. Often, if we start to think about that situation, we'll find that there's a place in our body associated with it. So perhaps it's your heart is closing and clenching when this happens. So the process I take clients through is really tuning into that. What does that feel like in your body? And oftentimes, these sensations come with certain kinds of protector roles or safety roles and they've been developed because perhaps we learn to react in a certain way because that's what made us safe in those situations. Mm. And they may have served us very well when we were younger and we needed that safety, perhaps with bullies in school or certain things like that. But now that we're older, we don't need that same safety protection in those situations. So it's tuning in, listening to it, having understanding for it, bringing that clarity, that acceptance, and then showing that part of ourselves that, look, life is different now. And perhaps I have this supportive role within myself that I can bring out and show you that we are safe now. 
And so it's going through that process through these different parts of ourselves and then continuing with different tools, tools such as breath work or meditations and different things like that. Because again, we can have this one great session, but once we get back into real life, we can flick back into our primal. So when you go through this process and then combine it with ongoing tools, we're able to really rewire our systems to create that new story for us. That's more true to our authentic selves now. Yeah. And you know, this is so interesting because I just put down two nights ago, I finished reading the body keeps the score. Have you read that? Oh yeah. So good. So interesting. And yeah, that book I feel like I've been talking about it everywhere all the time because it's, you know, I read books all the time. I've always got like 12 books on the go and I'm like, you know, picking them up and putting them down and like learning new things. That's the first book in a while that like I learned a lot of new stuff. And I also feel like the book should come with a massive trigger warning of like, you're going to read really disturbing stories or that's my perspective. They felt really disturbing for me to read because then, you know, when that's how NLP works, you take in language and then you create an image and I'm like, oh God, I don't want to see this anymore. Like this thing that I'm reading, I'm making an image of it. And, and reading that book reminded me of like how the body is literally holding on to every experience that we've made meaning out of, whether it's good or bad or whatever, the body keeps the score. And so you're right in that, like, we can write stuff out all day for sure. I think journaling and writing is very therapeutic and really cathartic. And there's something to be said for embodiment, something that shifts the energy of the physical body, whether it be breath work or dancing or whatever it might be, you know, EFT tapping. I'm curious for you, what are some of your favorite like embodiment practices that you love to come to? Oh, I love this question because I love embodiment practices. (laughs) My favorite one that I do every single day is just while I get ready. So getting ready for me has always been a bit of self-care, especially when becoming a mom in those early days. It was part of keeping my sanity and doing something for me and getting ready. And where I've taken it now with that embodiment practice is it's really, who do I want to embody today? Hmm. Who is that best self, that goddess archetype that I want to embody today? What does she wear? how does she put her jewelry or her makeup on and really so I kind of I'm in the shower and that's what I'm thinking of when I'm in the shower and then I go and I choose the clothes that I was kind of thinking of as I get ready in the mirror like looking myself in the eye often doing affirmations along with it and truly embodying that identity for the day and that adapts it's something I do every single day but it's going to look different depending what the day is sometimes I want to be that like lazy relaxing goddess that like (laughs) is kind of disheveled just whatever (laughs) yes totally Other times I might pull on more masculine energy and wear a little bit more like black businessy kind of clothes or like today I'm more like flowy. I've got my lace. I got my flowy pants on. Mm. So that's one of my favorites that everyone can do. I love that. I love that. It's, it's like you said, it's what everybody can do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so simple and makes such an impact. Yeah. Um, And then what else you got? 
dancing is again one of my favorite so I kind of again have a habit that's like every Sunday night I date myself and I do embodiment practices with that and so I normally start with dancing and so putting on as like a feminine movement playlist and just really moving through the emotions and sometimes it takes time to kind of get into the zone but then you can just get to a place where you let go of the thoughts and move with the music and move the energy through your body and kind of cultivate whatever energy you're wanting to feel in those instances and then I'll often pair that with some like journaling or tarot and I really love the bass as well and I can do different kind of uh, meditations or pleasure practices and with that there's harnessing sexual energy and using it for nourishment is an incredible practice to do that I absolutely love too so there's so many different ways to play with those things. Oh, so much great insight here. And, you know, this is really making me think, I think about, okay, so you're saying Sunday night, you date yourself. And I know that you are a mom, you have children. And I think about, you know, when you were growing up, did, did you see your parents take care of themselves in that way? No, my mom was like a single mom, work hard, sacrifice for the kids, give everything for the kids kind of thing. Mm, So not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I think like our generation probably isn't used to like seeing that like lived experience of like, I love my body and I love myself enough to offer myself this opportunity to, to do all the things that you might do on your Sunday evenings. What do you hope or intend that um, you're imprinting on your children by by being your true self? Um, so much. It's something I'm really, really aware of, especially through reading things like The Body Keeps the Score and other books. And the first seven years of a child's life are incredibly important. That's where they are sponges and that's where they're learning their internal stories. Mm. And so it's really important to me. Like, obviously I'm going to fuck up sometimes. I'm not going to be a perfect parent, but I try to be really aware of it and really imprint those stories for themselves that are empowering when they struggle with something. It's like, no, I'm strong and capable. I can do this. That's kind of like one of the mantras I try to instill. And when it comes to taking care of ourselves, that's huge for me. I really try to prioritize, like we take care of ourselves. We take care of our home and our things. Our health is very important. We eat for fueling ourselves as well as pleasure. And it's just really important to take care of, yeah, ourselves, our home, our spaces, the people around us. Mm, yeah, I think it's, you know, I just speaking of another book that I just diving into is inside of Align Business School right now, we're reading 101 essays to change the way you think or make you think differently by Brianna Weiss. Weist. Do you know that book? I have it on my bed. It's something I like started reading, but kind of fell off. And I saw you shared in your stories. I'm like, okay, I need to jump back into that. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I can't get over how good it is and like profound nuggets of gold. And one of the pieces I read this morning was her saying, you know, as parents or caregivers to young children, what we're saying to them in their first seven years of life becomes their Mm self-talk. And so thinking about our self-talk right now, if, if for anybody who's listening, if you've never been aware of this 
If your self-talk is not lighting you up and making you feel so excellent and incredible and sexy and confident and all the things, first of all, have some self-compassion and, and forgive yourself for this self-talk that you've had because it came from somewhere else. Like we didn't, we don't come out of the womb with this identity of like, I'm not enough or I'm not confident enough or I'll never be enough. Unfortunately, that's been imprinted somewhere along the way. And we get to change it today. Like you said, you know, we have these identities or these societal pressures that we might carry for decades. You know, hopefully somebody's listening and they're, you know, they're a decade or so younger than you and I are. And they can say, oh, I never really thought about this. I guess I don't have to be a people pleaser. I don't have to be the good girl. I don't have to be the peacekeeper. Like I get to be whoever the fuck I want. That's really the idea here is that people start to get the message sooner and clearer and and know that it's available for them so that we don't have to be 60 years old and feeling like I've talked to myself poorly my whole life. And it wasn't even my fault. Like that, that came from somewhere else. So yeah, I really trust that the work that you're doing, that we're doing, that all these fabulous women in the world are doing is it's work to make impact. It really is. You know, I think about here at My Lane Purpose, we talk so much about business. That's what we take a stand for, that if you want to live your big life and do whatever you want, then you get to make decisions about your schedule, your time, your money, your job. And the best way that we think to do that is by starting your own business. And, you know, there's so many women out there, especially that we work with that are like so afraid to put a price point on their, their work in the world. And I'm like, no, you're out making impact. This is people need this. And you get to put a price point on that because it's the 3d world. And that's just what we're in. We exchange money for services and, and energy. So yeah, I'm just really grateful that there's people like you out there doing the work that you are truly called to do. Absolutely. And you touched on it earlier with asking, like, was I modeled that as a kid? And I think that's part of all of our stories is we're kind of from that generation where our moms sacrificed themselves to provide for kids. And so we've inherited that. And now we're kind of the generation that is like, okay, this isn't really my truth anymore. And so we're dismantling that for ourselves and then really creating that change for our families and for not only for say our daughters who will potentially become moms but also for our sons as well so they see what it's like for women like that to be able to support them or whatever their racial relationships look like Mm -hmm. that's very well-rounded it's not just the people that may step into that identity but it's also the one supporting those roles and well as well Oh yeah, for sure. I I could not have said it better. So before we get into, you know, what, what are you up to? How can people find you? Where do they work with you? Follow you, all that sort of stuff. I do have a question that is, you know, goes back to the like business entrepreneurial mindset side of this. And because I know whatever you say is going to be helpful for somebody listening. When that moment came about a year ago where you said, okay, I'm going to put this part of my work down that you put so much love and effort and time and energy into. And, you know, like you said, journaling it all out, putting your heart on the line and then saying, okay, this isn't it. I'm going to go figure something else out. How did you navigate that? And what sort of pressure were you feeling of like, you know, I can only assume 
because I've been there in a similar situation, like five times in the last 10 years of like, okay, well, I guess this isn't it. I'll try something else. And I know for myself, it was a lot of like, what are other people going to say? And, you know, am I a failure and all these sorts of things? What were you going through and how did you move through it to get to like, okay, I am doing what I want. Mm -hmm. Um, I think of that time as like my season of death. And through all seasons of death and come rebirth and the death is it's hard. It's dark. I'm really thankful to have a really supportive husband who was there for me. It was really dark for me. It was really hard. I remember just going and laying on the bed just because I wasn't okay. And he came to ask and like check on me. I'm just like, I'm not okay right now. And he just lied with me for like 30 or 40 minutes. And so it was really hard. I was just really down, but I knew it was a process. And like we've touched on, like I journaled so much, like I knew it was something I needed to go through. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people can often get stuck in that ruminating of those different thoughts, but it's something you, you truly need to go through the process to come out the other side. And so like journaling was a huge part for me, weighing the pros and cons, looking at all of my different options. What do they look like? How does it feel like to me? What can this look like? in the future how does that align with the life we want and like truly looking at all those options and it was hard thinking about like how much time I put into it that that's just like for nothing even though it's not for nothing everything's a huge learning experience but just kind of like telling my parents like this one didn't work walking away from my Instagram account like I had built that up to over 20,000 followers over the years but it just felt as part of that death and rebirth experience I wanted to walk away from that mm-hmm. and that was scary that meant walking away from different partnerships um, and different sources of income as well because it was a platform I was able to utilize for different brand things but that is also a piece that didn't really feel true to me all the way and so it was it was scary and it was hard walking away from it all but I think it's a process to be embraced and there is light at the other side and for people going through that like lean on the supports you have everyone has a different dynamic but whoever your true supports are lean on them cry on their shoulder pour your heart out um, but know that through really feeling it's not ignoring them or pushing them to the side or cycling in those thoughts but really going through the process mm-hmm. there is light at the end of the tunnel and you learn so much about yourself and you learn all those things that didn't work that you're not going to repeat those behaviors we're not going to keep going through those cycles and like this is our new north star this is where we're going Going to go and this will kind of guide our life more in alignment. Mm. And everything you're saying is, you know, it's my perspective. It's comes from a place of having to be courageous, of having mm-hmm. to be brave, to be able to say, yeah, I am going to put down things that feel familiar, things that feel safe, a community mm-hmm. that has followed me, telling my mom and dad, like, all, yeah, all these things that like that takes courage and courage comes from being vulnerable. And it sounds like mm-hmm. that was what you were in. And, you know, like you said, you have to feel those feelings. Like scientifically, we have to feel the feelings yeah. because, you know, when we suppress grief or shame, we also suppress joy and happiness. Like there's, you 
you it's not like one end of the spectrum gets to be felt and the other one suppressed. It's like to experience one is to experience it all. And, you know, the more we can lean into like, fuck, that sucked, the more you'll be able to say, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It, it tr- truly is that way. And I know that you probably feel that, right? Like now you're probably, yeah, we, uh, life is a roller coaster. It's not like we're constantly on a high or constantly in a low. And I'm sure since you've parked all the things that didn't really feel like you, and now you feel a lot more like you, I'm sure sure you're celebrating that. Absolutely. And like we actually had a full-on celebration a couple of months ago when I finished trimester one of my program. It happened the kind of graduation day for that landed exactly 12 months from my first mental health appointment, my ADHD diagnosis. I started medication and decided to walk away from that and take a more holistic approach. And it was like really a pinnacle moment to reflect on that. Like, wow, it's been a year since that point. I finished trimester one, like life is completely different now from what it was now a year ago. And it's really incredible how fast things can change when you do like surrender to the process and go all in with what's right for you. Yeah, that's what I want everybody. If you take one thing away from this episode, (laughs) things can change fast. They can Mm -hmm. change so fast. You are one decision away. You are one surrendering moment away from things being so completely different. It's when we're gripping and controlling of like, no, it must go the way I originally thought it was going to go. It's like, try and release that things will go a different way and it will be better than we could have ever imagined. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So Janine, where can people find you? What do you have going on? Can we work with you at the moment? Let's, let's let the people know. Yeah. So you can find me Instagram's my most used social media platform. So at Janine.McKinnon, I'll send you the links for the show notes. I'm still operating under unapologetic motherhood for my website. You can go there, see more of what I'm all about, have different blog posts. I'm rekindling my podcast. So there will be some great interviews coming there. And I have a great library of meditations and practices that I'm working on. So right now there's two offerings there. I have three I'm in the middle of editing. So that includes a beautiful self-love practice for really cultivating more self-love in your life for yourself. A quantum manifestation one. I have a free grounding one, which is so, so helpful. Some free affirmations. And I am beginning to take on one-on-one coaching clients as well. So you can find that all on the website and I'm really wanting to get my different offerings out there and being able to connect with more women. So I would love to offer a discount code to your listeners for any of the meditations or practices listed on the site. If they use code MAP50, so my line purpose, MAP50, you get 50% off any of my meditations or practices. Oh, excellent. So generous. Okay. I'm curious to know before we go. So people are listening to this and how does the like right person know, like, oh yeah, like I, I would need this or benefit from the one-to-one coaching that you have opened up. Like, like, you know, in the ideal situation, what is the juiciest relationship between you and a client? Who is she or who are they? They're a mom who feels stuck. Like they've been trying the different things, but nothing is quite clicking 
they know they want more they're into all of the woo mm. they've done the meditations they've done the journaling but there's just still something not there there's that boulder that they still can't push or climb over there's something that's stuck so i would love to join up with them and help them figure out how to overcome that boulder how to remove those different blockages really tune into their true desires what's aligned with them and help support them with tools and action steps to make it happen. All right. The moms heard it here <laughs> first. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Shane. I so appreciate you coming on the show again. It's a completely different conversation and it's so valid and needed in this present moment. And I trust that everybody who's listening along, you're going to go head over to Janine's website. It All the links will be in the show notes. Remember MAP50 to get into those meditations, to book your one-to-one -one call. And, and, you know, again, for the people who are like, mm, this is brand new to me. I, I don't know that I, I know this person yet, or I don't know that I trust her yet. Start to follow along. Like that's, mm -hmm. I said it at the beginning and I'll say it again. Like you're magnetic because you're being you, you're not being anybody else. And so all people need to do is start to follow along. The magnetism is there and I trust everything will, will go where it's meant to go. But thank you so much for coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for everyone listening today too. Thanks Janine.